This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I am Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about the miracle on 34th Street. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yep. We're only doing one holiday movie this year, or Christmas movie. Um, but wait, whatever. It's a good one. It's a doozy. And this is the 1947 version. That's right. Not the 1955 version that I did not know existed. Oh, really? There's a there's an in-betweener? <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch it. It was free on, on uh, whatchamacallit, YouTube, and it's only like 47 minutes long. But it said it was the whole movie, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> sure, it was like an edited for TV version or something? Uh, no, it was completely different actors. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because I have something to say about the the forty seven minute thing. Oh, all right. Well, let's say so. We said this movie came out in nineteen forty seven, uh, sure directed did. by George Seaton. Seaton, I don't know. It's written by him as well. <laughs> Isn't he a Star Wars character? T on Seaton, something like that. Yeah, based <laughs> on the story by Valentine Davies, uh, starring Edmund Gwynn, Maureen O'Hara, John Payne, Natalie Malcolm Wood. X. And others. And Fred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Fred. <laughs> you hit it pretty hard that time, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I we're watching that scene came up. I'm like, is that Fred? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, from I Love Lucy? I'm like, yeah. That guy looked the same so. for his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was at least Benjamin his Button. Entire, he yeah. didn't age. Pretty much like he stayed in, old. on film. He, he looked the same. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we kind of all just nominated this. This wasn't anyone's spit pick in particular. But Alex, we'll start with you. What's your history with this movie? Uh, this is one of the ones that I saw later in life as an adult, I think in my early 30s, when I was on a kick. Like, you know what? I haven't seen any of these classic uh, Christmas movies, like uh, the Jimmy Stewart one. What's his face? It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle. I've never seen it. So I, I believe it's pronounced... Mirakuru. <laughs> Mirakuru on 34th Street. <laughs> so I just sat down and watched a bunch of them. And I got to say, this is uh, back then it was my favorite of the classic Christmas movies. And it still is. Very cool. Yeah, um, I thought Scott. so. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, what's yours? Uh, History. I just want to start off by saying that I thought it was weird when you, you kept going around telling everybody how they failed the city. But uh, <laughs> it was Mirakuru. Any, anyway, uh, <laughs> jokes for Jeff. Dot uh, <laughs> com. Yes, uh, I don't remember sitting down to watch this from beginning to end. Uh, but it, I mean, we had to have, right? At some point, as little kids, at the very least. Uh, yeah, I but, didn't. I saw uh, Cantinflas and Tintan in some movies. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, sorry. Teddy Ted Street. <laughs> Teddy Ted Street. Teddy Ted. Uh, I do remember the the one in the 90s, the Richard Attenborough one. 
Oh yeah, I saw that one with Dylan McDermott. Dylan Dreamy. McDermott. And uh, the what's her name? Uh, oh, the girl from the Magic movie yeah, with Danny DeVito yeah. and Real Perman. Uh, brain shutting off. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you think you think we would know on a on a movie podcast? Uh, yeah, I know. Matilda. Jeez. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I knew I'd come with it. Um, so I remember that one. Uh, so yeah, this this is like really the first time as as an adult. Anyways, I can I can think of sitting down to to watch this. So it was it was, it was very interesting. All right. Um, yeah. This was my very first time seeing this. I have never seen this before. Like, I, I knew the ending. I know it has it with the courtroom and a bunch of mail letter, uh, letters from Santa being sent in. But that's about all I knew about this movie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Some of this classic movies I've seen, like, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life either. I don't know. There you go. It is a wonderful life. But oh. uh, I actually really enjoyed this movie, and I will watch it every year now. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. a six or a seven, but I definitely enjoyed it. And, um, well, with that, we're going to do it. Uh, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is I completely forgot about Drunk Santa <laughs> at, the, yeah. at the start of it. It's <laughs> like, what are you, are you drinking? Oh, it's cold outside. I got to do something to keep warm. Santa, honorable mention in my notes, Santa having a toot in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's in a float. He's already got yeah, his little yeah. bottle of whiskey, yeah. and then uh, what's her face, Mrs. Uh... Marina O'Hara. Yeah, damn, I forgot her character's name already. But anyways, yeah, she's holding the bottle, <laughs> and then her boss is like, "Oh, heading home, I see." Ugh. It was uh, Doris, which which is about as nineteen forty seven of a name as you can come up with. Yep. There's no herbs in this movie, which is, <laughs> I was disappointed, but yeah, Doris. Uh, but yeah, good old drunk Santa. And that's how real Santa got the job. Yeah, he narked on him. <laughs> well, he's going to disappoint the children. He knows who's naughty and nice, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, number seven. Uh, my number seven. Uh, so I, I, I had, I wrote down a bunch of stuff that that were kind of anachronisms, uh, but uh, one one thing that you know it's it's not a criticism, but it, but it made me laugh uh, was pretty much the beginning after she comes home and uh, cuts over to Susan uh, talking to uh, Fred uh, John Payne in his apartment, which is kind of weird, but but anyway. It it goes over to them, and he he asks her something to the effect of, "Oh, didn't your mom and dad like read fairy tales and stuff to you?" And um, she says, "Oh, my mommy and daddy are divorced." And it does this like close up of him, like going, "Oh, yeah, ooh," (laughs) and I and I I couldn't help thinking like (laughs) that. That had to be like kind of scandalous in 1947, right? Like I, I was expecting the whole time for because because I, I I kind of vaguely remembered the the outline that you know she was a single mom, um, mm-hmm. that that she was gonna be a, a widower, or a widow. Sorry, she was gonna be a widow, and nope, nope, it was a divorce. Like that's of course, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I just I don't know like that, that struck me like I, I wasn't expecting that uh, and then just his reaction was funny right mm-hmm. <laughs> I think like if if she had said her dad was dead he'd probably been like oh, okay but the yeah. <laughs> the, well, the divorce was like oh like, yeah. this is damaged goods jeez <laughs> but it kind of it is surprising but I do like that because it does add like a layer to her to her um, character yeah. because oh this is why. She's yes. like this. Yes, M- I, I, more than a husband dying. Yeah, I think. it's it's implied that that whoever the dad was, he was some kind of shit heel. Um, mm-hmm. But he's given to like. I think it was Mister Sawyer. Of Correct. <laughs> uh, it's a piece of shit. Yeah, just just presents her with a little more uh, in being a little more independent. Um, yeah, yeah, I like I I like that that they do. It felt progressive for 1947. That's, that's yeah. Like, not that I was alive back then, but you were. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. Spoiler alert: I was not. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm just struggling around here. My goddamn OneNote's not syncing up, so now I have to go off my phone, which I hate doing. But uh, whenever one, it kind of goes off of the drunk Santa scene. You know, seven. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sorry. My number seven. And my notes here. That's right. Only the real Santa knows how to whip reindeer. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do, too. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Get this drunkard out of here. I'll show you how to do some animal torture. Well, now, uh, here's the thing. Did they used to use the whips to just make the noise to scare him into going faster? Well, or did they actually way, hit him with it? I, I think way. we're... There's, there's degrees here. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't think that makes you, like, not an animal abuser. You're right. right. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. The real Santa. Yeah, yeah. You it's like, just not, crack no. the whip. This is, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> like, I think now that Jeff, you bring it up, uh, like, space balls when he tries to go to the, the neck pinch. No, no, stupid. You gotta do it here. Yeah. <laughs> like this? You mean like yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my number seven. Mm-hmm. So Alex, number six. Uh, my number six. And uh, uh, let, let me explain to everybody that's single or that doesn't have kids is after you become a dad, you, you do tend to become more emotional on scenes. And I got to say this one, even in my, you know, late 20s, early 30s, when I still wasn't a dad, it still got me. And I almost te- I teared up a lot in this one. I had to get like a like a, um, a napkin to dry my face. It, was, it was, really got me. And was it was, it, was it a happy napkin or a sad napkin. It was, <laughs> it was a happy tears of, out of my eyeballs. napkin. Okay. <laughs> it was the, the little touch girl. And she goes to see Santa. Yeah, I have. I have that's higher on my list. <laughs> oh, man, but just it was just so good. I I almost fell for it, but she's Dutch. <laughs> yeah, I got I got choked up in that scene. It was great. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Scott, what's your number six? Uh, my number six. So I I I kept this for like really one point, um, and that's I. I, I'm calling them all the pre fifty isms because it's 1947. Um, just just things that are like here's America in 1947. It's just like it's not great. These aren't necessarily good things, but people aren't bad people necessarily either um, for some of these. Uh, but just a, a quick rundown on some of these things. Um, 
some some of them are funny. Some of them are, are a little less funny. Uh, mm. Starters, how the uh, the the maid slash nanny, um, you see her cooking up that giant turkey, and like the very next scene, uh, Susan's like, "Oh, we only have the turkey for the two of us." <laughs> like like the whole implication is that that the 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 nanny I forget her character's name, but she's not getting any of that turkey. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, no, she's not, she's not taking it even home with her. Like, yeah. Like and at, at her place, she's probably not having a giant turkey. Uh, if, if, you know, if, if, if it's any indication of like the, what was going on at the time, mm-hmm. um, other, other stuff, uh, uh, the New York city skyline. Uh, I thought that was interesting. I've, I've never actually been to New York. Um, I know you, you have Jeff. Um, but I'm sure it's it's changed yep. considerably since 1947. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you, yeah, I mean, I'm you, assuming so. Sorry, sorry, was that? I mean, yeah, I'm assuming so. I've, I've been there a couple of times. Not that I could, I know the skyline like the back of my hand. I mean, obviously, I mean, were the two towers even around then? No, no. I think I think back yeah, then no. it was like the Empire State Building was was there and it was big, but that was like the, by far the tallest building. Um, but like, it's interesting in that, in that very opening shot. Where he's walking through New York, you know, I, I, I would think that was supposed to be like a recognizable, like, oh, he's in New York, kind of thing. But like, it doesn't really. <laughs> like all the buildings are like maybe three stories. Um, and yeah, the, the Flatiron Building was flatter back then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's that. Um, the, 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 the one, the one v- VP who was clearly gay. But uh, he went home to let his wife get plastered so he wouldn't have to sleep with her. <laughs> oh, I have more to say about that later. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't because he wouldn't sleep with her. No, because to get did, Santa. Because he didn't want to sleep with her. No, because to get Santa over to his place. Yeah, he uh-huh. was just trying to get her to agree to something, so he had to get her a loopy. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like he, he used the term plastered, which I think that, that <laughs> it's still a term we use to this day. So. Yep. Some some things are eternal. Um, mm-hmm. The mail sorting room, like I was fucking fascinated by that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like I'm just I'm throwing like, mail up into yeah, the sky. I'm like, I'm like that's <laughs> like that's the, the angels yeah. are catching it, yeah, and like, sending it off. I wonder how many takes they had to take or do before you know they didn't flub one of those. Those, I mean, maybe they got like real mail dudes who could like do that like nine nine hundred times. But uh, I yeah, love maybe. real mail dudes. Yeah. I do. Mail <laughs> man, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, Mail man. Yeah. yeah, that was that was crazy to have that like conveyor belt on the top that they're just tossing letters up to. Like, I, I don't know. It was just like <laughs> a history thing. Um, see, all, all all these 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 little things. Uh, then my my favorite one was uh, the the DA uh, and and his wife and, and their kid. Uh, she she wants to tell him that he's he's being bad by prosecuting Santa Claus, so she has the kid run into the next room to grab scissors. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that. <laughs> oh, I didn't know scissors. <laughs> She's like, dear go dear go go grab me my scissors, <laughs> and the kid runs off. <laughs> run grab the scissors then run right back yeah, as fast are, as you can. These are these are fucking like nineteen forty seven scissors that are just like pure cast iron. Like. Oh yeah, <laughs> they'd be considered junk drawer scissors now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that made me laugh out loud. Uh, and, and there's a couple other ones, but 
yeah, just just all the stuff that you know you'd only find in the movie in 1947. All right, uh, my number six. I think someone kind of already mentioned this too. Is who just lets their daughter hang out with some rando dudes? Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I get it. The guy had a good view of the of the parade, but uh, I don't know. Like okay, if it's a a neighbor that you're friendly with, but you shouldn't even meet this guy before, and he's obviously just using her to get in the closer to her. And he even says, so. "I don't know." The whole thing <laughs> yeah. was just. I like he, the he lights up time. the pipe like right in her face too. That's it. so. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's my number six. It's and it's kind of falling with your saints. I just it was a different time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's innocent. I guess I don't know. Uh, anyway, Alex, number five. My number five is the generosity arms race between Macy's yes. and Gimbel's. I like that. Uh, which I guess would have been scandalous back then. Also, a little bit. Imagine a store sending uh, uh, people to other shopping places to get their stuff somewhere else. That created a whole, yeah, it all it all cascaded. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> it's like, oh, they're doing it. They're getting all this publicity and stuff. Well, we can do it, too, and we can do it better. And then they started doing it all over the country. So I, I wonder at what point, uh, to, to digress here. Uh, <laughs> so we, we grew up with shopping malls and places like Macy's, JCPenney. Uh, I don't think Gibbles mm-hmm. was around anymore when... Like <laughs> by the time we you know we were born, but uh, but those were always a part of a shopping center. Like that was a mall um, for for us growing up. Um, so I wonder at what point like that transition to the mall. But now, but like the malls are dying or are dead, right? Like I, I don't know. I haven't been to one in a long time. Like but I remember the last time being in the main place, whatever it is called now. Like and it, it being like uh, kind of a ghost of its a shadow of its former self. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what's what's next after the mall dies. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's it's not something I really care about, but <laughs> yeah, I am, I am curious after, after watching this movie. Yeah, where teenagers gonna hang out? Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like outlet malls are still a thing, and they're going strong, like the outdoor stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think malls are just gonna exist. You just can't not as many of them, right? Like, if you go to South Coast Plaza right now, it's still packed every single time you go. Okay. Um, so they just think there's not as many of them because they can't, or like, the, like say the spectrum out here, right? It's not an indoor mall, but that's basically a yeah. mall. Mm-hmm. It's always packed. So they're still around. I just think not as many. And that's out here. I mean, I know you have those big ones in the Midwest or in Minnesota and stuff, right? Cause there's, I can honestly say my one trip to Chicago, once we left the city and we're in the suburbs, we had nothing to do. So we literally went to the Schaumburg shopping mall <laughs> to hang out. So like I can see how people do that. Mm-hmm. I I do, I do feel like I missed out on on going to Harrods when I was in the UK in London. <laughs> yeah, I did that, and I did the, the Macy's from this. I've been in that one in New York too. Yeah, that thing, okay. that thing is huge. What about Gimbals? I did not go to Gimbals, but oh. I definitely went to Harrods. That place in the UK, I went the bottom level, one level. It was. I swear there was just the richest people in the world were down there. Just <laughs> people a, with big money in the jewelry store and the fur court fur coat store. It was the like crystal court. Sure. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> hmm. um, Sorry. So Yeah, that was Alex's or yours now? So that was Alex's number five, right? Yeah, generosity arms race. Uh, 
Final Bender mm-hmm. 5 is the Alfred character. It's, it's just like... <laughs> like his name's Alfred, but he's basically like little Timmy. <laughs> this. Uh, but uh, I love that the initial speech that he gives to, to Chris uh, about um, commercialism. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just the commercialism. Everybody's making a dollar. Commercialism. Um, I, I don't remember the whole speech, but I do like the way he said commercialism. And then, uh, <laughs> come on, Hoik, let's go to the sea. Yeah. Oh, gee, Hike. So, well, that, that was, okay. Pretzi's grandfather was the, uh, <laughs> or Pretzi's father, I guess. Yeah. Was, was, was the, the Macy's shrink or whatever. Oh yeah. I thought they looked familiar. I mean, that's not true, but I'm saying it is. Oh, they could be. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like <laughs> if we follow. Uh, in, in, in anyway. <laughs> uh, and Scott's New York headcanon. Yes, uh, but just the Alfred character, just the G whiz, Chris, Mister Kringle, commercialism. <laughs> it's such a like one note character. It was, it was mm-hmm. funny. It was cute. All right. Uh, my number five is so my, my list is basically as I was watching it so as the movie went on. So I said, this movie is brought to you by Macy's. Like, I didn't realize they were going to bring in this, the other stuff. But do we know if they got any like Macy's or Gimbel's money to, to make this movie? Because a lot of uh, I know they did the whole fucking parade in the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know Macy's, Macy's, Macy's. And then so that was interesting. Then when they did the whole thing. Where they were competing back and forth, which I thought was pretty funny. But I like that the, the one lady, Floor and I were both laughing because, do you run this store, this new campaign, and you send me to another store? And I'm like, dude, is she mad about this? Well, I got to say, it's the best thing I've ever heard. Like, she was so angry <laughs> when she told him. And then she yeah. was, her acting choice was, there, was really weird. Typical New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to tell me you're going to send me to a different store? Um. But yeah, I just, I mean... I don't get it. I will say that if they were not paid by Macy's, then that's definitely something that's changed since 1947. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll choose whatever store we want who's going to give us the most money to be in our movie. They, there had to have been some kind of, like, handshake there. Maybe. But, so yeah, I just thought all the Macy's and Gimbals and all that stuff was pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is Mr. Sawyer. Man, what a perfect heel. I love a good heel in a movie. And boy, what a piece of shit this guy is. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> it's like, oh, you motherfucker. I was shaking my fist every time he was on the screen. It was great. He was always like, <laughs> we never saw him eat his nails. But we always saw him picking at his eyebrows. And I love this little detail. I love that when he's in his office... And he's talking to somebody and then his secretary calls and she says, your your wife is on, you know, the other line. And the secretary's picking her eyebrows, too, when she's talking about his wife. Yeah, I did, I did, I, I did like that. That was a nice touch. <laughs> that was so freaking, that was hilarious. I, you know what was funny? Because I, I, I don't remember the, the 1991 either, but I, I was expecting the whole time for, for that guy to have a Christmas miracle. Nope, he just gets fucking fired. <laughs> yeah, screw that guy. Come yeah. up and yeah, uh, Mr. Macy tells him to take a hike. Yeah, he gives uh, what's his face 
the idea to go to the publicity. He's like, oh, yeah, publicity. I'm going to need him on my side. Thanks. It was awesome. His reaction was priceless. Yeah, this guy might go down on the biggest villains in movie history man he, <laughs> he's doing brain brain uh, games on that kid man uh, alfred yeah. or whatever it's just like yeah. i was surprised he'd also tell him he was homosexual or something like <laughs> which in 1947 would have been a death sentence well, right man, like I mean, geez, yeah. man, maybe maybe another few weeks of that maybe that's where he's gonna go on to, <laughs> yeah right? maybe i did something wrong maybe as a baby or something and i, I was like what the fuck like i don't know man this yeah, this guy was head games, man. Just messing up that poor child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screw that guy. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Uh, my number four is, as Alex always mentioned it, the the race for the Christmas spirit marketing campaign. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a, a fun idea, the, the kind of back and forth that they had and how it eventually results in an x-ray machine which, by the way, it like is hilarious when you finally see the X-ray machine from 1947. <laughs> just another <laughs> giant anachronism. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just, I just like that back and forth, and how how they're both like stereotypical uh, like CEOs uh, of, of, of that era. Like you tell tell them, uh, the rest of the board or whatever. Like you guys don't know what you're doing. This is how this is how it's gonna be, boys. And uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun to see them do the back and forth. All right. Agreed. Uh, all right. The last one. Where are we at? I love it. Shit. Jeff, it's your turn. Jeff, Sorry. I was, I, I, I was <laughs> muted. Sorry. Uh, my number four. Yeah. Uh, it's we already mentioned it, but getting his wife drunk or plastered. Oh my god! You know, just the whole leading up to it, and then you see him doing it, and it's, it reminded me of the episode of Seinfeld where they're getting Jerry's girlfriend drunk so they can play with her toys. And I, I just thought that was hilarious. So yeah, getting his wife drunk so she she will agree to allowing Chris to stay at their house. And, and so, of course he could stay at our house. I think that would be marvelous. And, and also so she he wouldn't have to sleep there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess. God jeez. I'm just saying the subtext is there. Awesome. <laughs> Got number four. Number three. Alex, number three. Yes. My number three is the trial of the century. I love all the spitty newspapers that came up. I love the whole trial scene and everything. All the opinions. All the he got the uh, the DA's kid <laughs> to testify. Everything from beginning from the beginning of the trial to like the hearing in the office to the very end with the mail letters coming in. It was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, a little higher on my list, but yeah, I hundred percent agree. Well, I'll right. leave it at that. All right, then uh, Scott number three. Uh, number three uh, tied into to what you're saying, Alex. Uh, the using of the post office for Santa Claus's legitimacy. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that that was a very clever uh, bit of plotting writing, um, and it's it's worth mentioning here. It's a uh, something that that definitely holds up. Like that that's still um, you know something that that could be used if they remade this movie again today. Uh, so because like, they sure this later. shit. They didn't use that for the remake in the 90s. Hmm? 
They didn't use that excuse for the remake in the 90s. Well, they did. No, they didn't. They used the letters. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. You don't remember? Uh... He got... He got a spoiler alert here, folks. But oh, yeah. this, the 94 one is inferior movie. Dylan McDermott got a letter from the little girl. It says, I believe in you or something. Here's like a dollar or or what have you. It was a, it was a thing in the movie. So Dylan McDermott was looking at, at the dollar and everything. He's being all touched. And then he he wrote, he read, In God We Trust in, in the dollar bill. And that's what he used. And it's like, hey, if the government can believe in something, you know, like God, then why isn't why, right? Why? But they, but they still they still brought in like all the mail. I don't remember that. That's that's what I'm saying happened. They brought in all the mail. But I don't remember that, so it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I might not watch it again. Well, it's funny, like that you that you bring that up though. Uh, that they actually do bring in God in the 1991, mm-hmm. 1990s one, and not in this one from 1947. You think of anything, it would be the other way around. Well, back then they believed in the separation of religion and state, church and state. I thought of the '91 version. <laughs> he brought in Mr. DNA. No? <laughs> there, there was some, there's some weird stuff from with frogs they cut out. It just wasn't <laughs> hard, hard to squeeze into a kids' movie. <laughs> kids love frogs. I wonder why they cut it. All right, I already forgot where we're at again. Uh... <laughs> So that, that was my number three. Was okay, the, so my number three. Yeah. Uh, we already mentioned it, but the doctor is the goddamn biggest criminal of all time. <laughs> the mind games he's playing and just being outrageous, terrible doctor and having people committed and all this stuff. And like I said, what he does with that poor boy, is that's not right. And he deserved more. He should have became like, he should have been whipped by Santa. Practice, <laughs> practice whipping. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's by, by the way, uh, they, they never really mentioned again once the trial gets going, but he is 100% guilty of, of battery. <laughs> Salt and battery. Yeah, he yeah. deserved it. Yeah, he did. There's I'm, only I'm one way that holds up in a court like of you. law. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, in 47. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is Edmund Gwynn as Chris Kringle. I think this is my favorite portrayal of Santa Claus ever. Uh, first of all, he's very tiny. Every other movie you see about Santa, he's gigantic. He's a big guy. This one, he's like, I'm four, I'm five, six. This guy must have been like four, two. Edmund Gwynn, he was shorter than everybody. Tiny guy, yeah. just like Santa Claus should be. Right? Number one. Number two, I like that he's not magical, like at all. This is probably the only Santa movie that I've ever seen where Santa isn't magical. He's just portrayed as a normal dude, but spreading like an, a, a tremendous amount of just Christmas spirit. And through like his words and his charm, he's like convincing people into having faith. You notice everybody, he convinces people to like buy the gifts. He never actually makes anything or delivers any gifts or anything like that. Except at the end. No, they have to buy the house. It's for sale. He didn't buy it. He didn't? No. When he's talking to Winterface, he's like, well, the house is for sale. Yeah. It's like, and we've been talking about okay. a new place and everything for okay. plans for the future. Yeah. And then they see the cane in the in the corner. It's like, oh, that bastard planned this all along. No, we have to buy this house. 
And the cane had a little uh, mosquito stuck in amber on it. <laughs> yeah. That was in the 91 version, though, right? Yes. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to buy this house. This is going to cost us like $2,000. <laughs> uh, duh. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. It's not far off from that. Mm-hmm. You have to cost them, yeah. The house would cost them $5,000, yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. just... Yeah, as a side note, uh, my mom's turning 70 this month, and we had a surprise party for her over the weekend. And uh, we had a little sheet printed up, and it has like all the stuff that happened the year you were born, so 1951. And the medium cost to buy a house was $3,900. Uh, I think that's what it was. Or was that a car? Either way, it was still super cheap. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was... Oh, I mean, it was a little more than that. But like the average... No, the average... Annual income was thirty nine hundred dollars, thirty five hundred dollars, and a house was ten thousand or something. But it was, but woof. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. No, I just like that. He, except for speaking Dutch, which I mean, he could have just known Dutch <laughs> with the one little girl. It's like I think the 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 Chinese boy that was next in line. I didn't. I think he had no clue. Maybe. But uh, other than that, not magical. I liked it. <laughs> He knows Dutch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Gave her an awesome handshake. You got, you, right. you got you pushing too many reindeer. <laughs> Scott, number two. Uh, number two is the World War II war orphan. Like, I don't yeah. have kids, Alex. And I was like, uh, I don't I don't think I can watch any more of this. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Like, the, the woman, like, I like how they didn't even like straight out say what had happened. You know, they're just like, "Oh, she's from Rotterdam," and it's you know it's 1947. So you're like, "Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like who knows what horrible shit like happened to her family?" Um, you know, ha- like has she seen personally? Uh, but it, it, it was it was very subtle uh, when uh, they're, they're speaking Dutch, and the trivia actually says what they're saying, um, and and. It, it it makes it even worse, uh, but in a good way. Uh, the little girl is basically telling uh, him that she she doesn't want a gift. She already got it because she got adopted by the the woman standing there. Oh, oh man! And uh, you you can see like that woman's like tearing up a little bit. Um, and they don't say mm. whether it's because like you don't know whether she speaks Dutch either. Um, or I mean, she would have to speak a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, at the least, so I think, but, yeah, I think she um, got it. But you know, just the the fact that, that she was so happy that you know the Santa was uh, you know speaking to her. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's an extremely poignant moment in uh, in in an otherwise like generally light movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely worth pointing out. Uh, oh man, and that little girl actress was great because she just had like a stone look on her face and everything completely flat until Santa starts speaking Dutch and then she lights up the entire freaking movie. It, it became color for a split second when she smiled and she has no teeth because they fell out in the front. Was, oh man, I can't take it. Well, getting probably, misty-eyed. probably got knocked out and shot. Anyways. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, by Mr. Sawyer. That bastard. Probably yeah, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my number two is the same as Alex's. It was the best Santa. He was awesome in this. Um, 
Uh, he'd rank really high up there for me as top sands, which we'll find out in a little bit. But uh, yeah, he was great. Um, I mean, I always do like a little magic in my Santa, but I did not miss it in this at all. And mm-hmm. yeah, I really, really thought he was awesome. So, all right, Alex, number one. My number one is the Christmas spirit in this movie is incredible. There's, there's really, I mean, there's a lot of Christmas movies, a lot of Santa movies, I, but there's no other movie quite like this one that really just exudes the Christmas spirit and wants you to like be generous. Yeah, go give gifts. You know, fuck it. It's go it's, shop wherever you want. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing that, that we still have movies like this because with the war on Christmas, like. <laughs> like it's yes, it's it could, this this could be it yeah freaking starbucks this this, this, this could be it this is gonna be the end <laughs> with the red cups what is that i don't even understand that but okay uh yeah i think uh uh there's another movie i'll mention it in my top fives that comes close to this when it comes to christmas spirit and getting me misty-eyed but yeah number one this movie's all christmas all the time i love it all right. Well, very good. Scott, number one. Uh, number one is is Edmund Gwynn. Is uh, is Chris Kringle in this? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy his performance. Um, you know, the the last movie that we reviewed that was even close to like that the same time period was what like like fucking Frankenstein, right? I just. Um, 20, 20 years earlier. Yeah, which is like so far beyond. Like it's crazy how how, how like far. I, for far they came in, in filmmaking and like just how they directed the actors and stage scenes and things. Um, but I love <laughs> when Santa walked in backwards uh, <laughs> to, re- to walk into like, the, yeah, the, the big Santa reveal. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I mean, you do the movie does start with like it from behind him, like the whole time. Like, you gotta wonder if that that's not necessarily a nod, but. It's like a kind the of president. reveal thing. It's yeah, like, oh, is this, yeah. is this Santa? Who's this guy? Who's this? Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's Santa. Uh, but uh, he, just, he plays the whole thing with, with a twinkle in his eye. Um, I, I I generally like when he when he's grumpy about stuff. Um, <laughs> would would have liked if he didn't didn't like again assault a dude with his cane, or that wasn't even his cane. It was the handle of the umbrella, right? Um, but deserved it. Yes, yeah. yes, the guy deserved it, but still. Uh, I prefer my, my Santa to be a pacifist. Call me, call me crazy. Nah. Uh, he, he was a pacifist, all right. <laughs> yeah. Bam. Uh, Take man, that. Santa kid. already like, gives bad kids coal. He's kind of a dick. If you're a dick, he's a dick right back. So this is on point. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, but there's there's the line he won't cross, and then he gives that shit to Krampus. <laughs> yeah, just, just really sure. enjoyed his... Uh, Again, enjoyed the performance here. And he he did. He won a, an Oscar for this. Oh, wow. Well-deserved. The supporting actor. Bullshit. He was the star. Fucking a Jonathan Payne ever do. Nothing. All right, what about Natalie? What, what did she ever do? Well, she got divorced. Uh... So, no jokes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I I I don't know if you guys listened to the last episode, but I I I, I beat myself out on on one thing that I said. So. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I don't know her her 
her before this is where I know nothing about her other than that she she drowned with other actors on board. That's, a, that's all I know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dang. Well, that sucks. Off, uh, was, it, was it like Catalina or? Yeah. I mean, I'm reading it now. She died off Catalina with, with the, oh, geez. Roger Wagner. But I did a Travolta. You're right. Anyway. You were out on that boat. I don't remember. <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh, that's the whole story's weird. Like they've never like they they pretty recently like they I don't know if they reopened the case, but they were still looking into it. Dang. Yeah. Well you didn't know this, Alex? No, I had no idea. Oh yeah. That's why I have to say the joke. Name the type of wood that doesn't float. Ooh, Natalie! Damn. Oh, so bad. Terrible joke. Yeah, that is that is bad. Yes, Jeff. You shut the fuck up and suck my dick, <laughs> Natalie. You <laughs> <laughs> bitch. All right. Well, my number one is the courtroom scene. Um, it's just with with it being outlandish. The judge just. No, he, is, he can't win in this situation. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Fred Birch is over there always just like winking at him and yeah, you know what yeah, you gotta yeah. do, cowboy. Basically. Yeah. And just and then the letters coming in and Chris Kringle. All just all the whole the whole thing. So That's great. And it's iconic. <laughs> I want you to put this new evidence on my desk. Uh, are you sure? Yes. Right now. <laughs> oh yeah, also uh, yeah. yeah. And and it's sorry, but what Scott was saying, the whole thing about, you know, you 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 got to put you got to trust somebody. The whole thing with the post office that was it was a nice little touch. I I never knew that. I thought because I hadn't seen it, it was just oh overwhelming fan support for Santa. So the judge had to like let him go, like let you know ruled against it or whatever. So that's why I, I didn't I didn't know that, and I liked that twist on it where it was. I mean, and they also say, remember, this is not a trial. This is a hearing or whatever. So like you get they can get away with just adding evidence at the last minute and all that crap. Mm-hmm. So just one one note about Natalie Wood. I we forgot about this. Like I've never actually seen it, uh, but she was Maria in West Side Stories. So that's pretty huge. No, in the Hollywood lore. Well, there it is. And they just they just remade that, didn't they? Are they remaking it? Like Spielberg They're about to? Yeah, They're Spielberg. About. Yeah, I, I think it's already out. No, it, it's <laughs> already out. When, it when, came I, out when I think of uh, yeah. <laughs> West Side Story, well, the first thing I think of is Steven Spielberg. Those, those yep. guys just love that that era, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah, the whole Zotrope guys, I don't know what it's called. Anyway. Anyways. All right. Uh, I had just one honorable mention, and this whole movie, um, Status Fate, is, uh, relies on this one jabroni working in the mill room who's like, hey, you know, why don't we just unload some of these bags and eh? bring them on down there? <laughs> yeah. It was a miracle. <laughs> just one guy. I was like, oh, he was like the postmaster general or anything. Just some rando dude in the line who has a good arm who can flick that shit behind him. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my one honorable. Any from you guys? Uh, uh, go ahead, Alex. Uh, two for me. I like that I, when they have one of those, one of the few close-ups that they have of just paper and writing on it, where it says age, 
Chris Crinkle just wrote as old as my tongue and a little bit older than my teeth. Yeah, the the, the employment card that was funny. Oh, that was great. It had, it and there's had, an. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, fine. There was another thing that I just caught for the first time this uh, this viewing, and that's when the doctor from the old folks' home, the geriatric doctor, was saying that there's people that have some sort of craziness, but they go on to live perfectly normal lives. Their delusions aren't harming anybody. And then I think he's taking a dig at somebody in real life in Hollywood. Did you guys notice this? I didn't stop to think about it if he was talking about somebody real. Uh, but it's very possible, yeah. yes. Yeah, I suspect that he is just like, oh, there's somebody. And then he's like, oh, I forget the name of this person. But he's very famous and he owns this restaurant in Hollywood and he thinks he's the Prince of Russia. And? So, yeah, for it got me thinking. It's like, is he like talking? <laughs> it's like some beef going on <laughs> with these directors. Are they making fun of some guy in Hollywood that owned like the Brown Derby or something? Hmm. Who was, so a big, was a, who was a big director in the 40s? Uh, Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> Orson Welles. I don't Orson even know Welles. if he was. There's not even later. I don't know. Ed Wood. <laughs> Ed Wood. All right. Any other ones? Are we ready to rate it? Um, just real quick. Uh, I I liked when Reno Hare's accent came out. <laughs> uh, when she, she was being... She was emoting a lot. You could hear the Irish accent come out, uh, which is adorable. Um, mm. Like that. I like the bubblegum beard <laughs> gag. Yeah, he's picking uh, it out of his whiskers yeah, because yeah, they're that's, real. That's like, yeah, that, that shit would happen. Um, I liked how they had to show it off screen, though, because they didn't have the special effect budget for bubblegum. Yeah, there's that. And then uh, finally, um, Aubrey Plaza is a time traveler. At one point, one of the secretaries comes in, and I swear to God, it was her. So, anyway. Hmm. Mm, okay. well, I don't remember that, but all right. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being garbage, seven being perfection. Alex, what do you give this movie? This was, for me, and especially around the Christmas season, this is an easy six for me. It might be a Christmas seven, but I'll be fair and give it a six. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Scott. Uh, this is tough. Uh, I'll, I'll give this a, a, a five. This is uh, laying the foundation for, for, for many, many future Christmas movies. Uh, but yeah, it, d- it does still have kind of a breezy quality to it. Um but when I was looking this movie up, uh, this, this goes back to the very beginning of the podcast when Alex mentioned the, the 47 minute one. For whatever reason, I must have clicked on the, the one from the, the 50s you said, Alex. Yeah. Because it said it was 48 minutes or whatever, 47 minutes. Yes, yeah, something's and then And then I started this one and saw that it was an hour, instead an hour and a half, and I was crestfallen. <laughs> uh, oh. it's not this movie's fault that, that it wasn't that short uh, but uh, <laughs> well, no, they needed to tell a complete story yeah I was, I was disappointed uh, but uh, yeah yeah, it, I, I, I wouldn't mind having this on in the background um, again all the, the pre-1950 stuff is, is fascinating to me so yeah five mm-hmm. and of course the, the Ed Gwynn I'm just going to call him Ed we're pulling Alex here and shorter his name for no reason. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Ed Gwen. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. I didn't know I was in this movie. <laughs> I'm the real Santa Claus. Why don't you know? Don't you know? Um, all right. I will give this a six. I really, really enjoyed it. And I will watch this every year. I mean, we'll see. Now, it's only my first viewing. Maybe after next year, I'll be like, yeah, I don't need to watch it. But as of right now, for a Christmas movie, I really liked it. And uh, just we've been watching other Christmas movies and... This is the other ones we watched. I like this a lot better. So mm-hmm. there it is. It's not Christmas Vacation and it's not Christmas Story, but it's right up there for me. Yeah. All right. I got to say, I didn't Oh Yeah, we didn't mention that asshole that was putting the reindeer in the wrong order. What a dick. <laughs> oh, that guy in the, the, the storefront? Yeah, at the very start. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that, it's time to do our crossover topic, which is what, yeah, Alex? We already rated it. It's our top five Santa Claus. Says Santa Claus. Yeah. Santa Claus. Oh, Santa Clauses. I did my favorite Santas. So I was going to do Santa Anna, <laughs> Santa Anita. Uh, ooh, Santa Maria. Santa Maria, Santa Barbara. All right. Anyway. All right. <laughs> What's your number five? My number five is uh, Cosmo Kramer <laughs> when he, he dressed up as Santa and they actually did a joke referencing Miracle on 34th Street. Remember this, Jeff? No, I don't. Kramer's dressed at a mall Santa because Mickey got him a job, but he's okay. uh, <laughs> Kramer's like peddling communism and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. And then there's this little girl that doesn't speak. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Ah. She speaks. <laughs> she's like, oh, Santa speaks all the world's languages. <laughs> he just starts saying nonsense. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Because I subconsciously, when you guys were talking about it earlier in my mind, I was going, oh, dorsi, 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 dorsi. And that's, that's what it was from. <laughs> yeah. And then the mother, Chris, was like livid. She's like, get, get your heads off my kid. <laughs> That's great. All right, Kramer. All right, Scott. Number five. All right. Uh, My number five is uh, a newer Santa um, from uh, Netflix. Uh, And it's the... There's two movies now. And I I think they're called The the Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, you damn right they are. uh, And that would be... Uh, one Snake Plissken as Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Russell is doing Santa. And uh, I like his take on it. He's much more of a... I, grumpy isn't exactly the right word. Maybe grizzled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. But it's like Kurt Russell's like real beard and shit, I think. I'm pretty sure. So... Yeah, he didn't have those hooks that go over his ears or anything. Yeah, no, I know. You could pull on it. If you, if you chewed bubblegum, it would just be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Kurt Russell, uh, number five. Chris, Hell yeah. Christmas Christmas. Higher on my list. Yeah, I've never seen that. I, I walked in, Laura was watching one of them one time. It seemed all right, but I haven't really watched it, so not on my list. Yeah. But uh, my number five, and I, we just watched this over the weekend as well, and um, I had seen bits and pieces in the past, but it was actually pretty good. Not the best, but I'll say Tim Allen from the Santa Claus yeah, movies. Decent. Oh, that's my number four. All right. Well, he yeah, he was pretty good. That so the movie's a little cheesy, but obviously it's a Santa Claus movie for kids. Yeah, I, I was have to remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about special effects, not aging. Whew, pretty pretty damn awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his makeup looked really good, and him as Santa, I thought was was really good. So Tim Allen, 
I, the only thing that bugged me was the tool time references while he was making the show. He looks at the tool belt at one point, and then mm. at one point he's like, whoa, whoa. like I said, a ho, ho, ho. It was like, whoa, 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 whatever. I, I like time. that we still call it tool time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's number five, uh, Alex. Yeah, Tim Allen. Even though he's an asshole, Tim Allen as Santa Claus is uh, pretty good. I like the whole premise of that movie too. It's like he kills Santa, so now he has to be Santa. Yeah, they kind of hand wave that whole thing. <laughs> oh, it's a Santa Claus, and he's got—it's all a legal thing. No, I mean the death of the first Santa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, he's dead. Well, we got a new Santa. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah. It's all right. Plus, it's got, um, what's it, Judge Reinhold. Got his weenie whistle. Judge Reinhold, not so fully. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, Scott, number four. <laughs> My number four is Sandy Claus. Uh, so oh, yeah. Jack Skellington. Yeah, uh, Sandy Claus. Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we did this two. Did we do this one for Halloween or for Christmas? <laughs> Are they, pretty sure we did for Christmas, right? Around Christmas uh, time? Maybe we did for Thanksgiving. And yeah, for Halloween, October 11, 2016. So five years ago. Wow. Damn. God, it's it's crazy to me how it feels like we did like we could have done any of these like these past year. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh every every time one of these comes up. Um at, at any rate, uh yeah, that one. Jack Skellington. Alright. Uh well, well I'll stick with the uh claymation animation thing. I'm gonna go with the Santa from the Rudolph the Red Nose cartoon or animation yeah, yeah. thing. Um this list was harder than I thought because I, as much as I love Santa Claus and Santa Claus movies, I don't remember them that much. So I was trying to, I'm looking at lists and checking them twice. Yeah, check them twice. <laughs> and there wasn't really many that I could really like latch on to, but this was definitely one that I do remember and I remember liking as a kid, even though he's not in it that much. But when I remember it, him in it, I did like it. So Santa from the Rudolph claymation thing. Mm-hmm. All nice. right, Al- Alex, number three. My number three is Homer Simpson from the very famous uh, Simpsons Holloway Holiday Christmas Special. Numero uno. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? I'm jolly old St. Nick. <laughs> the scene is fantastic with Bart and all the Santa lessons. Uh, it's just great. All right. There it is. Scott, number three. Okay. My number three is something that definitely has to be more recent, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Filled within the last year and a half, two years. And that would be Elf and Ed Asner's version yeah. of Santa. I thought that was <laughs> a, great. a great version of Santa. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what we did. I know we did it in July. As far as actors that looked the part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did a Christmas in July that one yes. year. Yeah, that was 2020. So that was only a year and a half ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. You did it! Congratulations! <laughs> World's best cup of coffee. This still fucking gets me every time. All right, my number three is a mall Santa, and that'd be the mall Santa from Christmas Story. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Oh, damn, that's a good one. Ho, 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 ho. Damn, that is a good one too. I still haven't seen that this month. 
I, I wait till Christmas Day because I'll, I'll I can find two hours to put, put during Christmas. Yeah, Day. yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's, ho, ho, ho. Probably see that scene multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Spider randomly uh, looking over. Yeah. All right, that's my number three. So Scott, number or Alex, number two. My number two is from. This is my second favorite uh, version of Santa Claus, even though he's not my number one. Well, maybe he should have been. Ah, fuck it. He's the one that gives me the feels. I think the entire movie gives me the feels, even though he's not. He's he's only my third favorite Santa Claus, and that is the animated movie Klaus, which is also on Netflix, and it is fantastic. It is a masterpiece, in my opinion, and everybody should watch it. It's a great movie. Okay, kind of kind of a Santa origin story on that one, Ooh. but yeah, I love it. All right, yeah, never heard Watch of it. it. Scott, number two. All right, uh, my number two is uh, brought up a bunch of times. Uh, Alex at least was shitting on a little bit, but I really did enjoy. Uh, <laughs> um, damn it, I'm trying to think of his Jurassic Park name. Like, Hammond. X versus seven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really John Hammond. Him. John Hammond uh, as, as Santa Claus in the, the 1990s version. Uh, so uh, the Richard Attenborough. Um, not not quite the level of, of I think, overall as, as Edmund Gwen, um, but uh, still very serviceable, just very, like, uh, you know, still kind of a, a warm, uh, very affable uh performance that that that, that twinkle uh, that, that you'd need to really play santa mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i've never seen that one so take your word for it yeah. uh, all right well my number two is the one we just saw i don't like normally doing this but he was so good that uh miracle on 34th street santa 1947 version is number two on my list all right all right alex number one my number one and my second favorite Portrayal of Santa. Not my favorite Christmas movie, but my portrayal of Santa. Second favorite. Let's Kurt go, because this is about Santas. <laughs> I know. Kurt Russell from Christmas Chronicles. Okay. Uh, it's just, yeah, he's great as Santa. He always looks at a picture of a fat Santa and he's like, do I look that big? I mean, look at me. I work out and everything. I watch what I eat. Fantastic. Oh, and you know, you just, he, you know he fucks. <laughs> This Santa, he gets down. Well, like Goldie Hawn's there, so I know in the second movie. Oh, no, she makes a guest appearance in the first one, and she's like one of the supporting actresses in the in the second movie. So let me ask you this: Is the Kurt Russell Santa Claus from the South Pole? Because if so, it's the thing, and I'm just letting you know that right now. I'll have Damn to it. if if I sit down to watch the second movie because I'm not seeing it. I will, I will view it through that lens. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the whole God, thing is a terrifying a movie. movie yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go into the chimney and infecting everybody. He wants to be one of us. All right, uh, Scott. Number one. Number one is Santabot from Futurama. Oh. Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I should have thought of that. So, <laughs> yeah. so Even good. I thought of that one. Uh, the, the first time around, it was John Goodman. And I think this... I don't know if there was a third time, but the second time, 
Um, unfortunately, they they didn't have Goodman. They had DiMaggio. It was still great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the whole idea of Santabot and just <laughs> what what uh, John Goodman does with him the first time around that DiMaggio, um, you know, kind of uh, uses again. Uh, but the just the the super menacing ho ho ho. And just the the chase from him and how they sing the song at the end about how <laughs> Santa Claus is gunning you down. Um, I mean that that episode mm-hmm. alone is all timer as far as like a Christmas episode, but uh, yeah, the the Santa bot from from Futurama, and then honorable mention to all the other holiday bots that show up. <laughs> so Kwanzaa bot. <laughs> yeah. It was Quanzabot, the Hanukkah zombie, and I forget <laughs> who the zombie. third one is, but the the Quanzabot, one of my favorite jokes of all time in, in one of the, oh, I guess just Futurama, I guess, for, for qualify this, but yeah. Quanzabot hands out books explaining Kwanzaa. And on the cover of the book, it's like a kid's book, and it's a couple of kids, like, with their shrugging their their shoulders, and the title of the book is "What the hell is Kwanzaa?" <laughs> oh, yeah, they had Coolio to play Kwanzaa. Bot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Leo. All right. All right. Well, my number one is uh, it's not from a movie. It's it's pretty much the Coca Cola ad campaign over the years. I've always just liked that classic Santa. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna say. Did you, didn't you say Homer Simpson was your number one? No. You did. No, numero uno. It was like, that was the first episode of The Simpsons. Oh. oh. <laughs> you lied to us. Jeff. No, you guys misunderstood me. From a certain point of view. No, just think <laughs> of the Santa from the Coca Cola ads. Like, that's kind of, that has shaped how we view Santa these days, right? And everything. And just classic Santa. The polar bears? Not the, not the Yeah, he's a polar bear. Bears. I haven't no, seen. Have you guys seen any of the any new polar bear ads? Like I, since since COVID, I've I've definitely cut back on my my TV watching. So I don't like I don't even see commercials mm-hmm. that much anymore. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. I mean, like even watching foosball, I don't remember seeing any Coca Cola. But yeah, I'm talking old school, like yeah, 30s, 40s, 50s, all those advertisements of Santa and everything, like the. The, the super red cheeks kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drunk Santa <laughs> yeah you having a two he's got to stay warm somehow yeah yeah <laughs> an honorable mention to Santa that uh, jumps out of the helicopter and breaks his neck in the Bundy's backyard <laughs> yeah um, also honorable mention to Santa that dies in the chimney in Gremlins oh that's her dad he dressed as Santa that was Boof's dad it was a boof. boof. I always get boof and her mixed up. God damn it. Phoebe Cates is dead. Yeah. All right. Any others? Damn it. I had one and I forgot. Uh, honorable mention to Secret of Mana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You randomly rescue Santa at one point. Yeah, you got to ra- rescue Santa. Yeah, He's yeah. become an ice beast of some sort. Ice geese. Oh, yeah. Frost geese. That's the one. Uh, how to mention to uh, Chronicles of Narnia, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> just gives out implements of death and destruction to children. Yeah, he's basically handing each of them like a Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, here's a sword. Here's a bow and arrow. Kill somebody with it. Except except for 
uh, the youngest Lucy. She yeah. Gives some drugs. She gives them that is uh, the vial of Jesus's blood from Demon Knight. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Who remembers Demon Knight? I don't. <laughs> anyway, I think we're going right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, you know, fans can get a little a little crazy every once in a while, right? Uh, a drive to get bit, ready. Yeah, yeah sure. So, uh, college football coach Lane Kiffin made some sort of bad call, and he got a golf ball whiffed at him. Oof. Uh, I don't think it hit him, but he still has it for whatever reason. And I, and I was wondering, what is the craziest besides we all know? I mean, maybe not everybody knows right now the, the beer uh, cup incident in baseball. What's some of the craziest stuff that people have thrown out in, in games? I know Whitey Ford got knocked out by a shitload of pretzels. <laughs> um Batteries in Philadelphia. Batteries, batteries in Philadelphia. Jesus, what? I'm, I'm pretty sure they've done like, that in in San Francisco also. Right? Now they're just hand like hand like double A's and stuff, right? Or the square ones, not like car batteries. <laughs> yeah, they're not fucking car batteries. But I think still I think it was also also Philadelphia. It's not crazy, but they they're throwing snowballs. I think and famously booed Santa Claus. Yeah, the city Jeez. of brotherly fifth. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, the batteries is pretty bad. Um, I know there's octopus, and I think somebody actually threw an act- a real shark out onto the ice yeah, at so, a hockey game. So the oct- the octopus one is the the weirdest one. That's like an actual. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a. I wouldn't call it a tradition exactly, but it's yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing it's, that you do. So yeah, it, so back in the day, it took eight wins to win the Stanley Cup. So they in Detroit they threw a Stanley someone threw an octopus on the ice. Detroit won their Stanley Cup and it became a like a good luck charm and, and a tradition. Okay. So they're not throwing it at anybody; just somebody throws it on the ice. Uh, the um, I think the Hatcher thing is really cool. I mean, yeah. it sucks to delay a game, but <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Everything's technically all for the fans. If it's not hurting anybody, like yeah. Recently in Nashville, they've been throwing catfish. On the ice. Um, I just think that someone has to sneak this in. You have to like stick it down your pants or somehow have a... Like fucking... like how, how big of catfish are we talking about? Because like... I feel like, like the octopus you could like compact. But like a catfish can get pretty big. Pretty big. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty dang big. Yeah, it's yeah. got real whiskers. And yeah, they do yeah. have whiskers. Tickle in your <laughs> they don't go over his. They don't go over his gills or anything. <laughs> Um, but throwing it at players, I mean, at batteries is kind of the worst one. Um, Fucking shit. I mean, Monica Sellis got stabbed. I mean, that wasn't thrown, but someone, someone ran out of the court and stabbed a female <laughs> tennis player. So, Good night. Um, that's the most vicious one I know as far as like attacking an athlete during an event. Mm. I mean, I don't know, maybe in like some... South American or European soccer, maybe there's worse. I don't know. <laughs> Just throwing out bowls of paella. <laughs> or they throw. I've I've seen stories where they they'll, they'll throw, like throw urine, but like containers of urine out of the field. That's pretty gross. Yes. I never I never get in in, in soccer why you would why the people do that like, just fuck up the entire field, like and just. Awful to look at that point. 
for everybody. Why would you want to do that? Anyway. Mm. Alcohol and some bad apples and <laughs> yeah. crowd mentality. Yeah. I don't know. The has spoken. <laughs> it's time for Neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, before we, we begin... Uh, were there were there any more of the the movie ratings we need to go through? No, Jeff? we're caught. Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure I caught up last week. Okay. Yeah, we're done. So cool. That's it. Um. All right then. Uh. Yeah. Not not a lot for me. Uh. I did start watching. Uh. League of Legends Arcane, on on Netflix. Yeah, I've been and, hearing good uh, things. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I recommend it. Um, I do. I do think it's hilarious that you know they're they're brand you know, all, all these different IPs. They're, they're getting these these shows made based on these properties, and they they still stick with the full name, like and it's just stupid. Like, <laughs> I, I I guess like if if you are a diehard League of Legends fan or, or, or a Dota two fan, um, and they don't even call Dota by its full name. They just call it like. They just call it Dota, Dota instead of Defense of the Ancients. Um, mm-hmm. But it means nothing to anybody that like isn't like deeply involved with that stuff, right? So mm-hmm. it's just funny, like, and especially with Dota, because they, they had the other animation for Dota 2, which I, I watched the full thing of. That was also pretty good. Um, but it's called Dota 2. Like it, it, it's it implies that there was a a Dota one animation which there was not. <laughs> there is not. Yeah. So um, yeah, and, and just calling this thing League of Legends is like it, it means nothing to me. Like it's its own thing. It's pretty cool. Um, but like if they're trying to shoehorn in stuff, like I don't know about it. I don't care about it. Um, again, maybe maybe fans are getting a kick out of it. Um, but yeah, they're just tiny into that property. Um, and and I, and I get why they would want to do that, but it just sounds so stupid. It's like, I, how can you take the thing seriously at that point? Um, uh, you're, you're, you're basically asking people to not take it seriously. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, back to the, the arcane. Um, it's um, some pretty solid animation. It's it's a, it's a different style of animation than we've seen with these other Netflix shows. Um, there's definitely the, the one animation house that's done a few of these things, like the the Castlevania and um, mm-hmm. uh, what was that one? Blood of Zeus. Um, oh, yeah. They're like the same animation house. The the Dota one um, looked a little bit different, uh, but this one is like its own thing. Uh, I, I have no idea how much of this is like computers and, and hand drawn, uh, but but still it still looks pretty cool. It's, it looks pretty slick. Um, and uh, yeah, I recommend it if you're into, into the animation. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's it. I, I have not watched any new episodes of anything else. Uh, but I, I do want to note that the cancel Cowboy Bebop was already canceled, uh, which, which is a bummer for me. Um, mm. I am four or five episodes in, I think the, the last time I said I was talking about this and the fact they're canceling it, um, it, it's kind of a bummer to me. What I saw wasn't great. Um, it, the show definitely has has some issues, but it it still felt different. Um, and you know, I'm I'm all for weird and different stuff like this, so that there's more weird and different stuff in the future. 
Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of another nail in, in a proverbial coffin to get something else like this made. You know, all that all, all that said, I, I think everybody kind of felt like this was never really necessary <laughs> that this property be, be made into live action. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I don't want to discourage other stuff because who knows when when something will imagine to manage to to stick. Uh, but yeah, still still a bummer. Um, you know, I, I I like the the actors in it. Um, for for the most part, um, so yeah, it sucks that, that, that it's all gone uh, tits up, as they say. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that that's all I wanted to really mention. Uh, were either of you going to talk about the new Star Wars game? Yeah, nope. just a groan. Yeah, okay, I, I will mention that then. the The video game awards uh, took place uh, last Friday. Um, and, uh, it, you know, the, the words are one thing, um, but the, it, it, the whole show is just like a, a giant vehicle to, to, for, for companies to introduce new games and trailers and stuff and, and just get the, the news out. Um, yeah. cause there's a lot of eyeballs on it and they, they did a, a world premiere as they keep calling them of, uh, a new star Wars game. Um, it's called Star Wars Eclipse, and it's by the it's by Quantic Dream, um, yeah. the same company that I think most recently did. Um, uh, help me out here, Alex. What's the name of it? About Detroit. The Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Being human, Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Or a real human? It's something, something human. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would it would have helped if David Cage was a human, but <laughs> I mean, he probably isn't. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, it, it's a very narrative-driven game. Um, I actually have it because I got it on sale like a long time ago for like two dollars or something like that. I was like, how can I not buy this? Um, but I, I get to play it. Uh, that's how they get you. Uh, yep. It's like you never, you were never going to buy it anyways. So now they have two dollars from you. Um, it, it's very narrative-driven, almost like a uh, not not quite a David Cage game. <laughs> not it's so Jeff. I know you 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 did some of the Telltale games, right? Uh yeah, I did one of the Game of Thrones ones. Okay, so I don't I don't think it's quite on that level of of this like just decision to decision. There there is like some more action to it than that, like running around um, and interacting with people and things. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like full on action game or an RPG. Uh, that said, like, I know you're groaning, Alex, but, like, the setting looked really cool. Like, them going around and, and, uh, like, and visiting all these places and, and the, the different, uh, races and, and androids, or, or droids, sorry, different droids mm-hmm. that they, they're running into. Um, and it, it all looked, like, really, really good. Uh, like a next-gen game. Uh, so yeah, a new Star Wars game on the way. I don't think they really had a date for it, uh, but definitely next gen PC. What? Why? What's what's your big groan for it, Alex? Is it just you didn't like those other games? Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. They just seemed like a, yeah, they're like a mess. And then I was already bummed out by that. And then 
a few years ago, or even like this past year or something, David Cage came out to be a big misogynist and everything. Oh, I have not uh, heard about this. No, yeah, he's famous for saying all our, all the women in our games are going to be whores because that's what they are. It's like fucking shit, man. When did you say on, that? On, yeah, on record. So, uh, all of that. And then it's like, all right, Star Wars, Quantum Dreams, fuck. Is he, well, is he still with the company after all that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll turn it up on this. So yeah. because if he said like, I don't know, I feel like we're missing something. If, if he was still employed, if he said like, and, and that no, oh, well, he he is white. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so you're you're not missing that. <laughs> but no, it's yeah, he's still part of that. He's still, you know, people come out with you know stories about his misogyny and coming out, and uh, uh, yeah. It's a scumbag all around. Okay, you have to talk into this. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, okay, but anyway, it's a new Star Wars game. Um, who knows? <laughs> who knows if he's actually involved in this or not? Um, but uh, I mean, he very well probably is if he's still with Quantum Dream. But uh, mm-hmm. but I did mention Telltale, and they are making another set of Telltale games, which is cool because they I thought they'd gone completely under. Um, yeah, but they, they did at one point. They're doing a uh, Telltale version of The Expanse, um, which I, I've oh, okay. seen season one of. I need it's one of those things on my very long list of things I should be watching, but haven't gotten around to yet. Uh, the subsequent seasons of The Expanse, I think they're on like season four or five now, right? Uh, I don't know if either of you have ever watched any of it, but uh, I haven't. It's, it's solid sci fi. I, I recommend the first season anyway. Yeah, I uh, think I've seen the first season. Okay. Yeah, I'm just glad that, that Telltale is, 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 if it's the same people, roughly, that they're getting work again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that's all I wanted to talk about. There there were other, um, there, there was other trailer premieres, uh, but that's really the only thing I think we're benching at the moment. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Yeah, uh, real quick. Watching the latest season of Lost in Space on Netflix, and so far it's it's pretty good. I mean, it starts out pretty cheesy. Like you have to get used to the robot suit <laughs> that they have the dude wear. Uh, they have some pretty solid visual effects when the robot does get weird and forearms and everything. But now this season, it seems like they're they're giving them a good chunk of money because there's a lot of really good visual effects, and uh, yeah, uh, very entertained by it. It's one of those ones that's kind of like still PG, so it's good for yeah, like me and my wife are watching it on our own. We do this, we watch shows first before we introduce it to our kids, as responsible parents should. And uh, but yeah, I think at, at uh, eight and nine, I think our boys should be okay watching this show. If you guys, have, if anybody out there has a family wants a new show to watch, try Lost in Space. It's pretty good. Nah. And aside aside from that, <laughs> come on, Jeff, give it a shot. Nah. Uh, I'm going through and playing uh, Yakuza Kiwami, the remake of the 2005 PS2 game. And uh, yeah, it's a blast. I played Yakuza 0 like last year. I'm playing the, the, the next okay. installment in the series, Kiwami, and it's still <laughs> freaking great. The drama's awesome. The, the side quests have me engrossed. So the whole series is bananas, folks. If if you want something like a beat 'em up that's like fresh and interesting, that's not like anything else, try, give the Yakuza series a try. 
Nah. And that's it. <laughs> Come on, Jeff, do it. <laughs> what are we going to pay back for blood or whatever it was called? I bought it. I didn't even play it. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, we can play this week. We'll see. Not tomorrow. Busy. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's what happens. <laughs> oh, I can play tonight. Oh, I can't tonight. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if you heard Alex, but uh, you, you were there, right? Oh, when we beat it? Yeah, we beat it. Yeah. Mostly thanks to me, but we beat it. <laughs> we chipped down the last boss. He was the last character standing, and he got the last, like, ten hit points. And then I had to, I had the presence of mind to run like hell rather than try to come back to save any of you. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> so. Just takes one to survive. But yeah, back for blood. Yeah, let's play it. All right. Uh, anything else, Alex? Uh, nope, that's it. All right, Jeff. Anything you want to go over? Oh, oh you got me yawning. Um, not really. Been watching a bunch of Christmas movies. Like I said, we watched Santa Claus. watched Home Alone 2. Watched this one. Not much. The, oh, the only thing Star Wars related. So, a couple weeks ago, they released a trailer or a little ad campaign for their new, like, Star Wars uh, Florida Hotel cruise ship right right yeah yeah and apparently it's they're getting i mean it looked pretty terrible if you ask me and (laughs) they're like they've taken the trailer down it looked terrible to you to to me it looked terrible to me but yeah apparently they've taken the video down they're getting lots of feet just blowback over it like how bad it looks (laughs) Um, Uh, i mean i don't i don't know i mean that could just be whatever but like it didn't look Star Wars at all. It looked so. It looked more Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica, like generic sci-fi. Just oh, there's flashing lights on the walls. You can push some buttons, and everyone's wearing you know Starfleet command. I mean, it almost looked like like Starfleet command clothes with like you know mid collars, and uh, it just looked awful. And you're and it's like four thousand dollars for. I don't know if that was for a family of two or a family of five. It was, it's ridiculous. So, whatever. I mean, I'm sure they'll work out the kinks and all that stuff. But. I, I remember how disappointed I was when we went to the, the cantina on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that was at least run by Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. People own Star Wars. I know, they, they had like. They had, had Lilu and Captain America working the bar. <laughs> yeah, like, really. there, there, was a, there was a giant Darth. Dark helmet, helmet, <laughs> which is which is awesome. Don't be wrong, like that thing was super cool. But yeah, not not Star Wars. Yeah. So I get. I don't know if you guys watch watch or listen to the Kevin Smith Fat Man on Batman podcast, uh, but they record it there every week now. It's uh, he's basically that has become a partner with that Mark Bernard. And I don't know if you guys know who he is, but um, and they do it there. And the guy who owns the bar like runs a podcast he's like one of kevin's like go-to guys now who like kind of helps him run his empire and everything and but the guy's got a pretty cool story and i think he's changed it so it is more star wars e now than it was when we went i don't know but yeah it was definitely when you went in there it's kind of cool then yeah then it's like why is captain america making me a drink yeah. <laughs> that's lilu that's pretty cool she's pretty hot but that's not star wars and yeah why is there a red yeah, so it's a red dark helmet. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is there a red dark helmet? Red. Yeah. yeah, 
corner. And <laughs> there was like the uh, what was it? Star Trek? One of those weapons? I don't know if it was from Star Trek or oh, it was a batleth. Yeah, it was. It was from. Yeah, it was a batleth. The kind <laughs> of like on weird sword thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's a cool whatever. Um, but yeah, I just thought it's weird that that Disneyland hotel thing. Which I mean, it, the idea sounds cool, but I don't know. It doesn't look like they're going to do it very well. Uh that's it. Spider Man comes out this week. Got my tickets. Well, got our tickets, but now we're back in lockdown again. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, I've got I've got tentative plan to see it on the third in a rented out theater. Yeah, we had tickets to a public theater, and uh, but now that they just put the mask thing in, I don't know what we're going to do. I have to talk to actually Laura about that. But was excited to see it. It's it's, um, it's where, where where we live. There's a good chance that <laughs> they're not going to. I don't know, though. I don't know, though. I think they'll allow it. Just that you have to wear a mask the whole time, and, and yeah. not everyone will. And I don't know if I want to put myself in that situation. So we'll see. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's it. So I think that wraps up this episode. Um, sure does. Thanks for listening, everybody. And next week uh, will be our 400th episode. Wow. 400. And we here at hundred. We here at Hans shot first. <laughs> if we promise one thing, it's content. It yes. is content. And we'll have more content next week. I won't be on a typical show. It'll just be kind of a look back and blah blah blah. Kind of some boring, <laughs> self indulgent <laughs> bullshit. But I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Because uh, we hopefully will. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Oh, wait, we booked mindless self indulgence. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh. oh. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.